The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Have you ever wondered why the Waldorf approach is built around the arts? I honestly think that it's this unique way of creating lessons uh, around the lively arts that draws many of us into this approach that's appealing to us. So I've homeschooled three kids, they're all grown now, uh, inspired by the Waldorf approach. And when I first heard the term lively arts, I became fascinated. And today in this episode, I want to share with you the why behind the arts, as well as some of the ways that you can explore for how to weave the lively arts into your lessons. So many years ago, like in the early 1990s, I attended the very first Waldorf homeschooling conference in Ann Arbor, Michigan. These conferences are no longer happening, but when I was first starting to homeschool, uh, there was a conference in Ann Arbor. Every year it was organized by Rahima Baldwin. She's the author of You Are Your Child's First Teacher. Fabulous book. If you haven't read it, I highly, highly recommend it. And That conference is where I first heard the term, the seven lively arts. I was intrigued. So I did some research and here's what I discovered. And I want to share this with you today. Back in 1919, so even longer ago, when Rudolf Steiner founded the very first Waldorf School, he set out to design a curriculum that would bring about social and economic renewal in a country that had been torn apart, had really been devastated 
by World War I. So Steiner, he had been asked by the owner of a cigarette factory in Stuttgart, Germany, to start a school for the children of the factory workers. And believe it or not, Steiner did not set out to create a movement or an educational approach that would spread around the world. That was not his intention. But rather, he set out to design one school based around a new method, a new way uh, of learning. In order to do this, Steiner, before they opened that first school, he uh, set out to visit and observe schools, classrooms all over Europe at the time. And what he discovered was that the system of education was very much based on a teacher lecturing while students recorded notes in their notebooks. <laughs> this is over a hundred years ago, but not so unfamiliar to us today, right? Steiner felt like this way of teaching and learning was way too abstract and made the learning very dry. So his main goal with that first Waldorf school was to develop a new way of teaching that would combat the abstract. He knew that children below about the age of 12 or 14 really aren't ready for abstract thinking yet. They aren't ready for abstract ideas or abstract learning. So he decided to build his new method around the arts to bring the learning alive. And in fact, he actually said that teaching itself is an art, not just a science, but also an art. And here's a quote from Rudolf Steiner. He said, the heart of the Waldorf method is the conviction that education is an art. It must speak to the child's experience. To educate the whole child, his heart must be reached as well as his mind. So Rudolf Steiner set out to organize a school where the lessons were hands-on and engaging, and he designed his entire method around the arts, lively arts. Why? Because he said that the arts bring us joy as human beings and they help to make the learning more memorable. He felt that these arts would bring the learning alive in such a way that it would make it less abstract. It would make the lessons less abstract. And in all of his lectures about this new method, this new way of teaching in the early 1900s, he talked over and over and over again about how our job as teachers is to combat the abstract. That's our most important job, to avoid teaching that is abstract, particularly for children during the elementary years. And at some point, uh, other educators, followers of Steiner started talking about this concept of the lively arts. So here's how that evolved. 
In ancient times, just a little uh, context, in ancient times, a true scholar was a person who studied the liberal arts. This is something that is still around today in our world, uh, I would say particularly in, in higher education. So the liberal arts back in ancient times, though, were this particular set of subjects that when mastered made a person, and of course, back then it was a man, usually, it made that person a scholar. Things like mathematics, rhetoric, astronomy, geometry, those were the liberal arts. And Steiner saw these liberal arts being carried forward into the modern teaching of his times. And again, he felt that they contributed to abstract learning that had become dry. And he felt the teaching that both the teaching method, right, of lecture and note-taking, as I said, as well as the approach of studying the liberal arts subjects had become extremely abstract, and he wanted to change that. He wanted to transform abstract teaching and learning into more lively experiences for children. So, Think back, it's 1919, this is over 100 years ago, Rudolf Steiner developed the Waldorf approach based on the lively arts. So those liberal arts transformed into the lively arts. And he wanted those lively arts to be the foundation for his approach rather than the more uh, traditional from ancient times, times liberal arts. So here are what the lively arts are. Here's a list of the lively arts. And they include movement, speech, drama, music, modeling, drawing, and painting. These are the arts that are really, truly embedded into all of the Waldorf-inspired lessons. And they bring learning alive, right? They bring us and our children joy, and they help to make them learning more memorable. Now, there's also the art of storytelling, which is, I would uh, say, is actually the most important of all, really. And you may notice that it's not included in this list. Uh, and here's my... Um, my explanation of this. In the Waldorf approach, storytelling, um, you may know this, but storytelling is how all new material is presented. So all uh, new subjects and topics, um, we bring through story all the way up through really eighth grade and even into high school. So in all of the years from grade one, maybe even through grade 12, but for sure through grade, grade eight, uh, we are bringing, we're, we're really teaching through story or we're, the stories help us teach. You can check out uh, a, one of my podcast episodes called Stories Make Great Teachers, a really fun one to explore this storytelling idea even further, if you're interested in that. So just think about it. Stories help us connect with each other, right? And they have since the beginning of humankind. Uh, they help us connect with each other. They help us uh, engage with new ideas and they help us remember things. They help us remember events and people 
and and feel a sense of putting ourselves in someone else's shoes and uh, and really make uh, they they get us interested right in a topic so that's why we start new we present new material through story so back to those other the seven lively arts and then storytelling i like to say that the waldorf approach is based on the seven lively arts plus one <laughs> um and the one the plus one is storytelling and it really almost stands alone as the very most important of all. And the lively arts include active and engaging artistic activities that actually help us teach any and all subjects to our children. That was Steiner's intent way back in 1919. Uh, and his aim really was to graduate. There's a great quote. His aim was to graduate students who would feel compelled to contribute to making, help to make the world a better place, who would, in his words, in Steiner's words, quote, be able in and of themselves to impart purpose and direction to their lives, end quote. Okay, so I want to share with you how, right? How can you weave the lively arts into your homeschool now that you have an idea of why this these lively arts are the, form the foundation of the Waldorf approach? How can you weave the lively arts into your homeschool to bring the learning alive and uh, create deeper connections with your children? I like to say uh, these lively arts help you cultivate creativity and connection with your children. So I'll share here a few concrete ideas so that you can start wherever you are and begin to weave more engaging activities into your lessons. And remember, the reason is so that you can all experience uh, more joy and help make the learning more memorable. I have this uh, wonderful image. This might help you. I'm a super visual person. And so I have a wonderful image that you might like to carry with you as we explore this further. Um, it's, it's an image of the lively arts in uh, each of them. I have a, an eight pointed star with one lively art listed at each point of the star. And you can go see this if you've never seen it before, check it out on the show notes page for this episode, which is at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 23. Quick story, when I started helping homeschooling parents, I wanted a logo for my business and I took a photograph of uh, a golden yellow folded paper window star that I'd made that was hanging in her dining room window. Uh, this was an activity I loved doing with my children. And uh, there was one that we had hung up. It was during the winter time. And I took a photo of this star and the star became my logo. A few years later then, when I set out to design an image for the Lively Arts, I discovered that the star had eight points and there are eight Lively Arts. So it was this wonderful moment of, of synergy and you can go check that out on the show notes. All right, let's get practical here. So how, um, 
might you weave some of these hands-on engaging activities into your homeschooling lessons? Uh, just a quick note to say that I'm going to be going into even more detail uh, into each one of the lively arts in future episodes of the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. A few of them I'll be bringing guests on, which will be really fun. So the lively arts. First, I suggest you choose one of those eight lively arts to focus on for a while. That's right, just one. <laughs> to begin to narrow it down. Uh, and I use a mantra a lot with homeschooling parents, think in threes, pick one. So perhaps you look at this list of eight and you think, okay, here are the three that I'm most interested in right now that I think would really resonate with my children that I would enjoy bringing to them. Uh, so perhaps you, you're interested in exploring movement, music, and painting. Those are your three. Next question is, which one do you want to start with? <laughs> Choose, just pick one, right? Um, so think in threes, pick one to help you narrow it down and say it's music that you choose. Uh, so here's some ideas to get your, your creative juices flowing. Perhaps you could add a call to lessons song, a song that you either sing or play on a musical instrument that just that you have on hand, piano, recorder, guitar, anything that you have. Um, and you choose a really simple song that you can learn easily and then make that one song the song that you sing or play every time you want your children to come to lessons. Instead of using words, you use the song. It's a great uh super help for transition times. It becomes a signifier, right? Music, uh, it, it, um, we take it in in our brains in a very different way than we do words. And it can become a signifier, like a little recognizable ritual <laughs> that single signals that it's time to begin. Uh, here are a few other ideas. Perhaps you want to add in a song to sing together as a family before meals or a nighttime lullaby or a song from one of the cultures that you're studying, perhaps in your geography block uh, or your ancient history lessons. It can really, really help to think of focusing on this one lively art for, say, the next month or so for a whole block or unit, giving everyone a chance to really explore it in a variety of ways and giving you a chance <laughs> to see that you're making progress. That's important for us homeschooling moms. All right, here are just a few other ideas for uh, a variety of the lively arts. You could start introducing all new topics or blocks with great storytelling. And this can either be your own or finding a wonderful author who weaves beautiful tales. They can become the storyteller. Like I said, books make great teachers. We want to find books that really light us up and bring stories alive. You could bring stories to your holidays or your seasonal celebrations. You could turn one of those stories that you've read to your children into a puppet play with their help, like all together as a project. 
Uh, if you want to explore speech and poetry, you could find a poem to learn by heart that, again, is related to the season or the lesson block topic. You, while reciting that new poem, you could do uh, a clapping rhythm or toss bean bags, and this actually will help you learn the poem even faster. You could add movement to learning math facts or uh, other longer poems. Movement can really, really help with memory. You could make a main, tr more traditional main lesson book of drawings and su written summaries of the stories that you share. You could schedule a painting day if painting is something you want to focus on. Schedule one painting day a month, perhaps, and paint a picture of the seasonal changes outside of your window. So as you can see, there are lots of ideas. And I think once we give ourselves permission to begin to explore those ideas, more come more easily. Uh, I also know that Sometimes we feel like we have too many ideas. And if that's you, I go back to that mantra, think in threes, pick one. So pick one of the lively arts and then like think of three that you're interested in, pick one for now. And maybe for the next month, that's the one you're going to focus on. And then within that lively art, um, generate maybe three ideas and pick one of those. And then you'll feel like, oh, look, we did that. Maybe we wanna try another one. You don't have to do all of these all at once. <laughs> and the really interesting thing is that over time, and I mean over like the next season and then the next year and then three years from now, these really do build up your, your capacity, your experience, uh, with bringing the lively arts to your children just grows. It gets richer and richer. So can you see how once you start considering ideas, they really do start to flow. So hop on over to the show notes where you can check out even more. You can see that visual of the eight lively arts and check out even more ideas. And if you want support in homeschooling with the lively arts, I invite you to come join me and a wonderful community of homeschoolers inside Homeschool with Waldorf. With this membership, you get access to over 20 masterclasses on all aspects of the Waldorf approach, along with weekly small group coaching calls and planning support. I created this membership community so that homeschooling moms can really learn as they go so that you don't have to set aside a whole bunch of time to learn all about this approach before you can start bringing it to your children. I want you to be able to just layer in some new ways of engaging with your kids during the lessons um, that feel alive less abstract, uh, more fun, engaging, and really help with the learning. So if you're interested in homeschool with Waldorf, you can check out all the details at artofhomeschooling.com slash homeschool with Waldorf. Above all, I really invite you to have fun weaving the lively arts into your lessons. And thanks so much for tuning in this week. And I'll see you next time. Bye for now. That's all for today, my friend. 
But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.